Okay, that was a traditional six-hole Native American flute played by me very poorly. In the tune of what? In the, uh, well, I don't know what the tune the was. Key. The key. I mean, the flute is the key of G. Yeah, that's what I was looking but for. But that was, weren't, those weren't the notes I was playing. Yeah. <laughs> but still, that's just, you were describing the flute, and it is in the key of G. And it's easy to play, in quotes. Okay, anyways. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome into another Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast. I'm Caleb, and beside me is Amy. And we got a flute. And we got a flute. Surprise. <laughs> That's what this episode is about, and we've been learning how to play it. <laughs> we did get a flute, but that's not really what the episode is going to be about. This episode is one of our Van Life Stories episodes, where we talk about our life living in our 2006 converted Sprinter van, which we've been doing for almost one and, over one and a half years now, almost two years. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. If you checked out our last episode, we left off... Um, we were in Escalante, Utah. Which we've now learned, uh, based on spending oh, yeah. a week there, that while I do believe... Well, we should Google the exact pronunciation. Yeah. Have we done that yet? No, I haven't. Well, but... anyways, we were informed towards the end of our stay in this location <laughs> that Amy has previously laid out, um, that it's the locals call it Escalante. Yeah. Escalante. But would you trust Google over the locals? Like, I trust the locals. Yeah, no, I don't really trust the locals. Oh, you don't trust them. In places you all trust the time. Google more than locals. Not in, Yeah, in terms of pronunciation, yeah. And pronunciation accuracy and linguistics. Linguistic, linguistics. Okay. That's a hard word for me. Linguinis? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Language stuff, yeah. Locals, you know, it, it becomes like a dialect. So, yeah. Um, and... I mean, I'm sure as a local, you just start pronouncing things the way that you hear it, and you don't really look back on how it how it originated, maybe. Right. And Which, that's what the internet is for. It tells us the origin of yes, everything. and Escalante is a Spanish word, correct? Mm -hmm. For? Uh, stare? I don't know. Oh, I thought you would know. You're oh. the Spanish minor over here, right? I mean, here, I did take right? Spanish, but we didn't learn. I don't know if we learned that word. Well. I feel like you should do a quick <laughs> research right there. <laughs> Where is Aaron Rodgers when you need him? Oh, You know shoot. our stat our, guy. Our fact check guy. Well, he, it's kind of weird. He only fact checks for us, like, during the NFL season. Like, he likes to take a break from everything when the season's over. So, he even took a break from fact checking. So. Yeah, that's very odd because this would be his off season right now when he should be fact checking. I know, but that's when he wants to be fully off. That's what, that's at least what he told me, but... Anyways. Well, anyways, we <laughs> finally left Esclante slash Esclante and made it about an hour and a half uh, east to Hankville, Hanks Utah. Ville. Hanksville, yes. Utah. That one is pronounced, I think, with the S. And Hanksville. if you're asking why you've never heard of Hanksville, Utah, you can keep on asking it <laughs> because no one has. It's in the middle of nowhere in between Esclante and... Moab, Goblin Valley. More people have heard of Goblin Valley State yeah. Park. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the towns around there, but yeah, that's where we ended up. How did we end up here, Ames? How did we end up here? Oh, goodness. Well, I mean, just for a little quick brief rundown, we will talk more about our final night in Escalante because it was a pretty special and fun night, but... We went out with a bang. We did. We but lit, let's, we did but go let's backtrack from where we are now. Okay. Before we get to that, before we get to our going out with a bang for Miss Clanty, um, we left there and our path was to go through Capitol Reef National Park, which 
you had never been to before, Caleb, and I actually learned, I didn't think I had been there, but I actually had been there when I was younger, but... You've somehow said this about every national park in Utah, and I do not believe it. Not I need, everyone. I need Tim Easter photo documentation <laughs> of you at these national parks, if I'm going to believe that you've been to them. Oh, we've got home videos. Don't worry. We can pull them out. I didn't say home videos. I said photos. Oh, okay. I, I want to watch home videos. I thought videos might be better, but... I'll pick apart the videography. I want to see photos. <laughs> we went to Capitol Reef National Park, which at the time, before I had told... Um, my dad that that's where we were going. I thought this was my first time there. Um, but we went there, we explored. It was actually really, really cool. I feel like it's definitely one of Utah's national parks that gets overlooked. Um, Utah actually has five national parks, which is the third most in the U.S. behind Alaska and California. So, uh, Capitol Reef is definitely the one that gets overlooked. And... Honestly, I loved it. I thought it was super cool. We did the scenic drive. I would definitely recommend taking the scenic drive if you go there. Even going on the unpaved part, that's actually the best part of the scenic drive. We did a short little hike. It was kind of hot that day, so we didn't want to leave the dogs for too long. So just did a short little hike. And Was it a short little hike? Short little, little hike. hike. And we... <laughs> We hung out in that Escalante. area. There we go. Oh. Found it. Escalante. That was that was very intrusive. In Sorry. <laughs> I just had to get this out there. Aaron, what was it again? Escalante. You... Okay, thank you, Aaron. <laughs> and what does it mean? Um I don't trust this one. Es escalating. Oh. Like an escalating crisis. But what I most I've seen it refers to like ladder or like a terrace. Okay, so step was um, close. Yeah, stair step, was close. Stair was close. Okay. I mean it's called there is like the Escalante Grand Staircase mm -hmm. National Monument right there. Mm -hmm. So I think those we're gonna have to do a little bit more research. So if you're coming to this blind um, So are we. So are we. <laughs> okay. There you go. Sorry, I had to interject there. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Back to your what kind of hike was it? Short. Little, little hike. hike. Uh, after the short little hike, we just hung out in the Capitol Reef area. So, Torrey, Utah would be the name of that little town. And we were just going to spend a couple nights there, which we did. And then our goal was to travel from there onto Moab, which has kind of been our, like, final Utah destination for now. Um, but that hasn't happened yet. No, Hanksville's happened. Hanksville has um, happened. Do you want to do you want to say how we got here? Do you? I'll say. Uh, yeah. Yes. Go. Yeah. I just feel like <laughs> I've been I've been saying oh. the whole story. So how we got here? I mean, I I'm sure you can guess. Santiago had other plans for us than to make it to Moab right now. So he decided he didn't like his suspension belt that he was wearing, and he decided just to get rid of it. Oh, suspension belt. Is that what they call it? Oh, serpentine. <laughs> so that's it, right? Serpentine belt? <laughs> he decided he didn't like it, and he got rid of it, and that put us in an undrivable position. But lucky for us, we found Dave, and Dave has been taking care of us, helping us get Santiago back to health. We are still in the process of that. We're actually recording this podcast, not being able to drive Santiago at the moment, but with high hopes of being able to be back on the road soon. 
Yeah, so if you're listening to this currently, which live, which no one is but us, we are sitting in Dave's, uh, his lot, surrounded by his other houseboats that he's working on, and lots mm-hmm. of houseboats here. That's what I'm seeing out the window. Not houseboats on water, per se, or land at all, boats. mind you. Land, land houseboats. Mm-hmm. So I guess they would just call those houses, right? But they have... Um, <laughs> but if it's not... The things that make them float... To make it a boat. The pontoons. Yeah. Yeah. The pontoons. <laughs> uh, yeah. But there's... Anyways, Dave Dave is a mechanic here, and he saved us. But yeah, and driving from Capitol Reef to Moab was our goal, which was like a two and a half hour drive yesterday. About an hour and a half in, I looked up and I saw that the uh, battery light was mm-hmm. on on our on our dashboard, which is a new one. I was like, why, why would our battery be low? Yeah. Um, especially while driving. And then I looked over and saw that the engine temperature was hotter than it should be especially because we weren't really going up any kind of elevation there was really no elevation change mm-hmm. from capitol reef uh to where we had been which usually when our like engine gets really hot that's why yeah because we've been why. going uphill yeah. and not just uphill because we're going up to like 9600 feet yeah. up the hill like yeah. driving through colorado and like serious elevation um but this was not the case and so i pulled over um, we've been through this scenario bo- scenario before where some lights come on, there are drivability issues, we need to assess the problem immediately Yeah. to make sure basically that if either I can keep driving on it to get somewhere or we need to do something immediately because it's undrivable and will only cause more serious issues. Um, and in opening up the hood, I saw that, yeah, the serpentine or our manual calls it the ribbed V-belt. <laughs> You know, the belt that goes around everything that's running in your engine. It literally makes everything run. It was gone. It wasn't there. It wasn't in the engine. So, yeah, that's what turns the alternator to charge the battery. It's what also cycles the coolant through the engine to keep it cool and also controls the power steering, which was I was having no, I was having some very steering, very serious steering issues. Wow, that's a a tongue twister right there. Very serious steering issues. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, once I saw the belt was gone, um, we found ourselves in a spot where there was no service. So, uh, we needed to find a spot with service. So basically we let the engine cool down and we drove, it was through a construction zone actually. Mm-hmm. So drove a little bit further, maybe not even like, not even two miles. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, maybe like a mile, mile and a half further, just past the constru- construction zone, pulled off on the road because the engine was getting hot again. We did let it cool down for like 30 minutes before attempting yeah. this. So yeah. we did not just drive on it with it super hot. Um, and we found that we had service there. So that is where we called the closest mechanic in town, which was Hanksville, and that was Dave. He came out to meet us. And to make a whole long story short, it wasn't just the belt. We thought it was the belt, and then we thought it was the pulley holding the belt, but now it's the tensioner holding the pulley holding the belt. (laughs) So one part has led to two parts, has led to now three parts Mm -hmm. that we're waiting on to be shipped in now from Grand Junction, Colorado, up to actually Green River, Utah, where Dave has been going back and forth, picking up these parts, and then coming back and working on our van, but has graciously allowed us to stay in his shop lot uh, while he's while this process is going on, and that is where we found ourselves now. I cannot, like, I continue to be so grateful and just. I don't even. Sometimes it surprises me, but sometimes it doesn't anymore. At how just like kind and gracious these mechanics that we are meeting are. Like we have met some great, great mechanics on the road, and it just even out it's in a the middle of nowhere, yeah. like. Like, even when I mentioned today to a friend that 
we were we had broke down in Hanksville. He's like, oh shit, that's the middle of nowhere. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, that's like everyone's worst nightmare is you get to an issue that you actually break down and cannot drive on it, and you're in the middle of nowhere with no service. That was us yesterday. Yeah. We we progressed and we found service. That was the first step. And then you start making calls and look, you found the mechanic. Four and a half miles away. Yeah. And yes, the issue with these remote parts is that they're not going to have kind of the part surplus mm -hmm. and supply that other cities will have. So that's why it's taken us a few days to get this issue resolved. Um, but luckily, we've given ourselves buffer time and traveling to where we don't really have anywhere we need to be specifically uh, on in like a time frame. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we kind of have this time to be like, all right, you know what? Life just told us to pause here in Hanksville and record a podcast about it. <laughs> so, so that's what full we're doing. circle moment. Yeah. yeah. That's what we're doing. So, well, and you know what? I feel like almost every time we have some sort of breakdown, there is a podcast episode about it. You know? There has to be. Well, we've talked so many times about how, and I would still say it like, this is probably quote unquote i hate being like what's your favorite part of van life what's the best part of van life what's the worst but sometimes there's nothing to be said but like this is always the worst part of van life is when you have mechanical issues with the van uh especially like engine issues not just like our inverter or something that yeah. we can deal with not but, house issues yeah not house issues yeah. but like mechanical issues that where now you're out a car we're not out of the house technically that's great yeah dave is letting us keep the house part yeah thankfully see that's the that's part of like the super kind graciousness is like we are still living in our van. Yeah. We just can't take it anywhere at the moment. <laughs> yes, we can't take it. can't be driven. Uh, so we're out of a car, which is happens to be our house is attached to it. So, but that's that's been traditionally kind of like the worst part of van yeah. life for us. And I think a lot of people deal with that. I know one of our friends, shout out Sarah again, <laughs> what up, had issues leaving Esclanti mm -hmm. um, last week. And you know what? You just. It, it's it happens to all of us. Every everything I've learned about people living full time on the road is you're going to deal with this issue at some point. You are not alone. You're not alone, and it's going to happen more than once. Even when uh, we were talking to Dave yesterday, when we were under the car, and he's like, just on the side of the road, and uh, uh, we're like, I'm glad we found you, Dave. And he's like, Yeah, I hope I can get you fixed. Like, I'm. This doesn't feel like your first time you've done this. I'm like, Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure it's not going to be the last either. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's just part of it part of life so if you're thinking about living full-time on the road just prepared be, be prepared for situations such as these and also know that you start to handle them better because i was just i've been thinking about this and like reflecting on this today like our progress and handling and dealing with these situations because i know personally for me like the first few breakdowns that we had i was like did you have breakdowns as well yeah <laughs> i had internal I think breakdowns we both did. yeah and and not that's not to say that might that might not happen again but it does get i don't know you you like kind of recognize it and you're like okay i've been here before it's worked out and you start to learn all the different little solutions that are out there like there was a moment yesterday before we got in contact with dave when we thought okay we might have to get the van towed to a bigger city like Green River or Moab. And so it was like, okay, like that's an option. You know, like if a mechanic comes and looks at it here and is like, I can't do anything for you, we can just get it towed to a bigger city. It's an expensive option, sure, but it's still an option. You know, like we're not just going to be left on the side of the road forever and ever and run out of water and food and, you know, just 
perish. I mean, we could. I we could, but that that's like the I guess when I really sit and think of it, like, well, what am I so afraid of? Like, I guess that's it. When you speak it out loud, it kind of sounds silly, but I mean, it's moments of unknown. It's the unknown, so, really, and it is like you know, especially yesterday i i mean i don't know how many times we've dealt with this which we have an older van yeah um i know some like it hasn't happened to everyone but it's happened enough to us to where uh you know there's a creative solution out there and um yes it will probably cost money that you weren't planning on spending on fixing the engine at that time but it feels you know I'm going to pay what it takes to get Dave to get us back on the road, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's no other option, really. (laughs) And I will say, too, in this scenario, I don't think there is ever, like, a um, convenient time for something like this to happen. But as you mentioned earlier, it does help and take some stress out of it that we're not on a time crunch at the moment. Well, and I think that's one of our progressions in our our journey of living life on the road is like we've started giving ourselves, you know, we give ourselves buffer times on the front end and back end of traveling when we actually need to be at spots for like jobs to where if something like this happens, we have enough time. Excuse me. <laughs> we all have that enough. Flute playing yeah, just all got that flute playing just got to me. Air there bubbles was, in you. Yeah, I got the bins. From flute playing. Uh, that was really funny. Where was I? Oh. We give ourselves buffer time. Yeah, we give ourselves buffer time to where, you know, even if we needed to be somewhere by this weekend, like we, we were traveling on a Monday, so like, or Tuesday. Tuesday. It was so, a Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, because all of our friends talked us into staying one more night uh, <laughs> at Capitol Reef. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Love you guys. Um, we weren't supposed to leave then. Yeah, we That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we weren't supposed to leave then. But, you know, you just, but there, we gave ourselves enough time to figure out a solution. Um, whether that takes, yeah, towing a spot, getting a car. We're going to get to where we need to be in the time we need to be yeah. there. Yeah. And like, bottom line, that's my guarantee. Never had to like <laughs> think that creatively because it's always been like, you know, oh, maybe in the past, like we had multiple cars. So it was like, oh, someone, like you can pick me up if something like that happened. Or, we, I mean, we're living in, we were living in a city. So it was like, we were always, there were places to go nearby that were familiar. It is different when you're like out in the middle of nowhere in and nothing is familiar. And the situation, like whatever your problem is, is something you haven't encountered before. So that's unfamiliar. But I just wanted to give us a gold star and a pat on the back. Cause I feel like we've come really far. I want a purple star. Okay, I'll look and see if there are purple stars available. If not, it might be magenta. Oh, okay. Is that okay? Um, I'll decide when the time comes. Okay. But that's where we're recording this podcast. That is how we got here. So hopefully by the next one we record, we can give you the the end to that story. Yes, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yes. But to circle back to what I wanted to really talk about was our last night in Escalante. So I think we talked about it a little bit in our last podcast, but Escalante or Escalante is a tiny, tiny little town in Southern Utah, pretty much between Capitol Reef and Bryce Canyon. And it's definitely a town that a lot of people drive through. It's very nomad friendly. (laughs) I see what you're doing. It's very nomad friendly. So a lot of people pass through, so they do have some things, but it's super small. They have one bar. I mean, it is bigger than Hanksville. Is it? Yes. Okay. I walked a mile and a half into Hanksville today. 
Okay. To get us groceries. I haven't been into town yet. And I will definitely say that... I will definitely say that... Escalante. Is bigger <laughs> than Hanksville. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but all that to say, there's one bar in town. And, of course, we visited the bar a couple times. And we got to know the bartender... And of course, the bartender's name was Dave. So far, all the Daves we have met in Utah have been complete gems. Utah is full of Daves. What <laughs> happened? Was there like a Dave migration to Utah back in the day? Or is Dave a traditional Mormon name that just put up roots or like a Native American name? I don't know. We're getting a lot. Like Aaron needs to check on a lot of we things. We basically just bounced. We haven't been going from city to city. We've just going, been going from Dave to Dave. Dave. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so yes. we better meet a Dave and Moab next. But anyways, there's one bar in Escalante. Dave is the bartender. We got to know Dave a little bit, even so well enough that he drew out a map for us to do a certain hike to go see some petroglyphs and some quote unquote dinosaur tracks. I put them in quotes because they were pretty small. I don't know if they were dinosaurs. Well, have you ever seen a dinosaur with your own two eyes? Do you know how big they are? You know or what? how small they are? Good point. So, Good point. Also, chickens are like technically dinosaurs. Yeah. Right? I guess. I don't know. I've always... I haven't People like, always thought say too that. much on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? Whatever. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> so, anyways, we get to know Dave. We're talking with Dave. Word kind of gets around. I don't remember if Dave told us or if... People at the Outfitters, which was another place we hung out a lot because they had pizza and beer. So, of course, we're going to be there. I don't know if it was there where we first heard about the open mic night. I think it was Dave. Yeah. Told us about there's an open mic night every other Saturday at the bar. And that there was going to be one coming up that weekend. And at that point, we weren't thinking we would still be in Escalante. We thought that we would be gone. So we were like, oh, that would be fun. But I think we're going to have already left and said goodbye. But as the week went on, we just kept getting more and more charmed by Escalante, eating more and more vegan pizza. Wait, bye. Escalante. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> eating more and more vegan pizza and taking more and more $5 showers. We just couldn't leave. It's just, it's just. Well, that, okay, so to be a hypocrite to myself, one of my favorite things of van life <laughs> yeah. uh, is. is that whole week, it, it's, it, you can, you can kind of make anywhere on the road your home. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, none, none of us had any idea how long we wanted to stay in Escalante, but, uh, with like how kind of all the, all the die fell all the dominoes fell it was like our camping spot was great had great service it was like nine minutes outside of town yeah it was really um, easy to go into town and get things. we found like three great spots in town they had a, a natural kind of like little grocery store market with cafe they had an outfitters like uh, i don't like a nomad mecca as <laughs> uh, essentially what it was it had like outdoor gear it had uh, a liquor store it had a laundromat it had showers it had water fill-ups it had a it had pizza and beer and, and a little coffee shop and wine i said cafe oh okay does that count? Yeah, that counts. Um, and then, yeah, and, and then, like, all those people at Outfitters knew all the people at the local bar, mm -hmm. which was, uh, we, like, you could kind of bounce back and forth because alcohol is very sparse in Utah to get. And so, 
um, with our proximity to the town and with how much we were loving the town and how much there was to explore. And we were like getting to know people from Dave at the bar to Jake at Outfitters, who's listening to this podcast now. I know he is because I just know it. I have a feeling. <laughs> go, go, Jake. <laughs> um, go, Jake. That we, we kind of, you become locals of that town for like the period of time you want to. Like yeah, we could have oh, yeah. stayed there longer, but it felt like within a week we were like knowing names and faces of the lady at the grocery store. And they knew and the us. People behind, and they knew us and people yeah. behind the bar. And they were like invited, they knew us well enough to like recommend, to not just recommend hikes, but then to like invite us back for other nights at the bar mm-hmm. for like open mic night. So mm-hmm. that leading us up to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. We didn't have, when he first brought it up to us, though, we still were kind of like, I think we might be gone by then. We didn't have, it wasn't set in stone that we were going to be there. Yeah, we were planning, actually, to head to Capitol Reef uh, the Friday Mm -hmm. of that week, which Mm -hmm. he said the open mic was on the Saturday. But as we're sitting here now getting work done, um, we've kind of been caravanning with some band friends and uh, one of them sarah mentioned her earlier had issues with her transmission Mm -hmm. so when we were all trying to leave she we she actually had to backtrack and get a new transmission from another city and so we all kind of just decided to wait in escalante there it is i don't know why it's (laughs) lagging so much when i click the button but uh, for her to get back. And so that led us into staying. We were kind of just like going with the flow, you know. Yeah. And uh, that led us into staying for Saturday night at the open bar, which we all decided would be a fun thing to go to. And a fun last night. A fun just yeah. kind of like peace out, goodbye to it. To. To. Escalante. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so Saturday night comes. We go into the bar. Well, I guess we went and got pizza and beer first at the Outfitters because obviously. Because obviously that was our third night in a row to get pizza and beer at the Outfitters. <laughs> obviously. Then we stroll into the bar. The open mic night is going, but, you know, we're kind of like feeling out the scene. We're kind of feeling out the vibe. Well, when it was pitched to us by Dave, the bartender, not Dave, the mechanic in Hanksville. Same, different Dave's, same name. Same uh, state. Different guys by the same name. Same yes. state. Um, when he pitched it to us, you know, it kind of, I think just the, the light bulb blew up in both our minds. Like, Oh, we could play at an open mic night. Like, you know, we felt very welcome in the city. Um, the vibes of the bar were good. Um, it felt, it felt open and kind of welcoming if we wanted to pursue that opportunity, Mm -hmm. but we kind of just like kept it in the back of our minds being like, all right, if this does come to fruition, then like maybe still, uh, we'll like get to it. And I, I know as the day got closer, you're kind of like, I think I want to do it. Like we should get up there and at least play. Well, you were like, I'm going to play one song. I was yeah. like, if we get up there, I want to play like two to three yeah, songs. You want to do like, a set. We're going to do like a little set list, but nothing was confirmed. Yeah, that's true. We still, I feel like went into it like that night, walking to the bar of like, Hey, this very well could happen, but it also might not like very, just kind of open. Like you said, like going with the flow and just kind of open to However, the evening flowed. Which our bars are bars are great for stuff like that, where you're kind of unsure and you probably need like a little confidence boost because bars sell liquid courage. They sell confidence boosters. Yes, <laughs> and so we started drinking a lot of confidence boosters. We did. I did. <laughs> I started drinking a lot of confidence boosters in. Escalante. <laughs> so did you think you needed the confidence boost? No. Because just to give a little oh. back. Yes. Like a little history. Okay. You have played in front of people before. I mean, yes, it's been a very, very long time and like many lives ago, but you've played in front of people before. You've done talent shows. You've played at church camp. 
You have been on a stage with a mic in front of you playing. In front of mainly people I know. Yes. And people younger than me. And okay. family members. <laughs> Do those not fall under people you know? Uh, no. Okay. Because, well, we're not going to go there. Different. But there is a gap now between people I know and family members. Okay. Rip. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, that they fall under the same thing. But, yeah, uh, yeah, it had been a while since I'd done a performance like that. Yeah. But uh, I had a, uh, like, we've been playing around people and in front of people around campfires, like, pretty frequently for the winter. Mm -hmm. um, so I've... I think we've been getting pretty comfortable together, um, playing together. And then also just like the more I remember, I can't remember. I think it was sometime this winter. I don't remember who said it, but they asked us to get our instruments out and like play a few songs around the fire, um, which is kind of always at the end of the night. Um, and we did it. And uh, someone was like, man, I would be like, I, I like can't I don't like playing in front of people if I was like or I'd be so nervous. And I was like, I was so nervous. But now like it keeps on getting brought up and we keep on getting asked to do it again. And the more you do it, we've like gotten more and more comfortable with it. Yeah. And now like when the, even when the open mic light bulb lit up, I'm like, that would be an easy transfer from playing to our friends around the fire to basically playing to our friends. We're going to be there at the open bar. And then mm -hmm. also, you know, a small smattering of other locals. Yeah. Um, it felt kind of like an easy transition. And yes, I didn't know what the scene would be with like, mics and amps and live drums mm -hmm. and stuff which ended up being the case but uh you know it, it was like a, a smooth transition i felt like we had kind of been performing in front of people for the last few months and getting more comfortable with yeah live performance it did make sense that that was kind of like the next step or like the next phase i guess yeah um i, I mean honestly playing around a campfire when it's just us two maybe more pressure than just getting up at an open mic where only like a fourth of the bar is really paying attention to the music yeah. being played or everyone else is just kind of well there's different things fraternizing. To because yeah like playing around a campfire it's it is more intimate and like yeah everyone is for the most part, at least in our experience, just kind of quiet and just listening. Yeah, everyone's and, like zoned into you. And that's basically. a very in, that is very intimate. The vibes are v chill though. Yes, very chill, and it feels it feels different to me though because everyone I don't feel like everyone's looking at me, but like at the open mic night there was like a I mean it wasn't like a riser stage but there was like a stage area with mics and everything and it's like if if people are paying attention which yeah not everyone is but they're like looking at you. Well, it helped that it was in kind of like a, a, a side room mm -hmm. to the bar as well. Um, so yeah, we went into that night, just kind of getting the feel for the bar. Started with some pool with our friends. We're so good at pool. So good at pool. You hit the ball in the hole. Ball in hole. <laughs> ball in hole. Yes. Candle holder. Yes. Yes. Uh, and, and then that digressed to, hey, let's go sit in the open mic room. Mm -hmm. and, and just listen. And just listen. Mm -hmm. And then we sat there for a while. We listened for a while. We drank some more liquid courage. And then we're like, you know what? Let's go bring our instruments inside. Yeah, but there were all these steps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like the steps of fixing our van. First, it was a serpentine belt. We just got to replace the serpentine belt. And then it's like, oh, the serpentine belt's not staying on because the pulley is not right. That's all I can describe it as. That's and then good. we took the pulley off and we're like, oh, it's not the pulley. It's the tensioner causing the pulley not to be right, which is causing the belt to fall off. So, you know, steps, yes. progression, progression or backwards. That was backwards progression. Yeah, but tracing what we were doing backwards. was forward progression. We were slowly progressing to where we were on stage playing live. Yes. Um, and then as we continued to sit there, we kind of got the feel for 
the open mic, which was basically kind of like the same three or four people up there. Um, I guess I don't really know where they were from, but I think they were around the area, not necessarily from Escalante, but from, or sorry, not necessarily from Escalante, but from cities around that, that would come on those nights and kind of, they're almost like a house band that you could get up and yeah. jam with them too. So it felt very open too. Like it definitely that. did. It definitely did. And we found this out that, yeah, apparently they play every open mic for the most part. They're there playing and it sounded like from some of the locals that you had talked with, like they get really excited when other people come up to play yeah. because it's always those guys which they were awesome and they were great and fun, but it's always fun to hear new yeah. things. I, yeah, because I had actually that night when we were getting pizza and beer, I'd asked Aaron, another local, I mean, Outfitters, who, I, yeah, all these people, we ended up knowing their names and us and them knowing our names. <laughs> and I was like asking him if he was going to be at the open mic night. And he's like, no, he's like, I've been to them and they're fun. And he actually did some like stand up impressions at one before, which is like, okay, it's like a variety show or yeah. like a talent show almost. And then he was like, but it's great. He's like, we need some like new faces getting up there. It kind of tends to be the same people like keeping the energy going night in and night out and that's kind of that was like the turning point of like okay like that that that's what i needed to hear like we should get up there and at least play one yeah. song like even if we suck people will just be like yeah that was great it was something like, new. yeah something new <laughs> and it's like if not we're heading out the next morning like yeah. if people start throwing tomatoes at us no harm no foul we're gone i mean it's really... out Escalante. <laughs> that pause is perfect yeah i mean it really felt like there was nothing to lose i yes. mean like yeah if we suck if it was if we forget words or we mess up or like forget chords, whatever it just, and that was the vibe I got too from sitting in there watching and listening to this house band is like, I mean, they were just up there having fun. Like yeah. they weren't. Yeah. I mean, they were like sitting around being like, okay, wait, what song do we all maybe know together? Mm -hmm. And then, uh, just kind of look up the lyrics for the guy who was singing. And the other guy would kind of just try to pick along with the guy who was playing the and main they were rhythm. Great. I mean, they sounded really good. Yeah. They were great, but they were up there literally just having fun. And I was like, this is a great vibe yeah. for, for us. But yeah, nothing to lose. And I think that definitely was the, the feeling I get from playing around campfires. Like when people, cause like the first few times we were asked to play around campfires, mm -hmm. I was like kind of nervous. Like, mm -hmm. Oh, all, all eyes on me or like all eyes on us. All eyes on me. All, all eyes, eyes on, on me. me. Get your hands up. Get them up in the Okay. Um, and so like a lot of pressure is on that. Yeah. Uh, and, but, but really, yeah, once you start getting used to it, it's like, oh, there's nothing to lose, especially in this setting. And then that setting just transferred to this open mic at the bar where it's like, okay, you know what? There's really nothing to lose. If I get up there and suck, yeah, you know what? I'll take a tomato to the face because we're leaving tomorrow. Also, do people still throw tomatoes? Do they really do that? They should. I bought a tomato today to throw, to throw but we oh, ate half of it. Oh, too late. We're already eating some of it. <laughs> you know what? I think, like... I'm bringing tomatoes to the next open mic night we go to, and I'm going to throw it at people who suck. That is not a cool vibe. I'm just kidding. Okay, <laughs> guys. I would never. I would never. But I think, like, as we're sitting here talking about it, like, a really cool thing to, like, take away from that whole experience is, like, if you are just, like, if you are, like, feeling nervous or kind of, yeah, just, like, nervous to do something that you really enjoy, but, like, you're nervous to do it maybe in front of people... If you just go up there and do the thing and have fun, like, that's... Do the damn thing. That's... Like, it's not, I don't know, if you just go up there and you just have fun, then, like, that's, that's it. It's like, kind of like this podcast. Like, we have nothing to lose. We're just having fun. Yes. You yes. Know? I mean, like, if you make, try to make it all serious, like, well, I want to make sure I'm good, or I do a good job, or people like it, or whatever. If you kind of just put all that aside and just say, you know, I'm just going to go up there and have fun. Then, like, 
I feel like it's a fun time for everyone involved. It's fun for you. It's fun for the yeah. other people around you who are involved. And like, there is no good or bad or any of those other objective things. It just is fun. And uh, yeah, and I think that's what we did. Yeah. So after uh, finally bringing our instruments in and having them beside us and then um, like having a few more drinks probably uh, and just seeing these same guys just kind of like, they were getting to the point where they, yeah, they would like play a song and then be like, all right, what should we do next? Yeah. Like who, does anyone have a song that we can play? And so during one of those breaks, I walked up and I was like, hey, whenever you guys want to take a break, like Amy and I can get up and like play like a few songs mm -hmm. to give you guys a break. And he's like, well, come up here right now. Like, come up here whenever you want. I'm like, uh, give us like one more song. Like you guys play one more song and then we'll get up there. Um, and so they played one more song and then he's like, all right, come on up. And so we went on up there and they all stayed up there. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we both had thought that, yeah, it would just be the two of us up there and they would maybe go take a break get some yeah, drinks that's how i pitched it to them as well like hey you guys go take a because i had seen a few of the members like take a break for mm -hmm. a few songs so i was like all you guys go take a break us two can like play a few like 10 minutes worth of songs yeah. for, the, for the crowd but no they decided to stay up there and you know what when that happened when it was happening for me i was like oh man like it kind of threw me for a second i was like oh shoot like this is not what i thought like it's gonna be yeah. different but then i was like you know what this is going to be fun why can't we were just both embracing like i mean there's nothing to lose like the, the guy was like here you want my guitar which was like an electric acoustic mm -hmm. so it's plugged into an amp we were planning on playing like completely acoustic mm -hmm. to the small room and he's like take my guitar i'm gonna go put on the mandolin the other guy's guitar is plugged in the drummer's like i'm staying on drums yeah and i was like okay all right <laughs> we're doing this let's go it was kind of like all like, right we're gonna play our songs and y'all just kind of like Come in, yep. as you know. I was like, we can play, play three very specific songs, mm -hmm. and we don't ad-lib much or jam much within the confines of that <laughs> song, so... And I'm not going to just tell you all the chord progressions as we're going, because yeah. i got to focus on my part. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's do this. And it was pretty chaotic, but so fun. Pretty <laughs> chaotic so in that. fun. And, like, yeah, so everyone else was plugged up to something I was not. So I don't know if anyone heard the ukulele. They did at one point. They tried to, to angle a mic down to your uke. Yeah. It was the one instrument that was, because, yeah, he gave me his guitar, which was plugged in, which, yeah, I was planning on playing my own guitar mm -hmm. not plugged in, but maybe, like, having a mic by there, which was what your ukulele had. And then, like, his mandolin was plugged in, I think. The other guy's guitar was plugged in. And then the drums. Are just loud. And so, yeah, we could pretty much only, I could only really hear your vocals most yeah. of the time. I knew your uke was playing, but I couldn't even really hear my own guitar oh i'm surprised the... you could hear my vocals i didn't feel like i didn't feel like i could hear my vocals well i feel oh. like i was kind of yelling into the mic i don't think i was really singing yeah. it was like very karaoke-esque you know yes it did kind of diverge <laughs> into the karaoke-esque yeah uh, but it was so fun yeah so much fun like and it was chaotic and like yeah we would finish the song and like they didn't know the song was over and like it was just i well i guess there was one on Where Is My Mind. You, the were, first you song, were able to close us well, yeah, out. Yeah, the first song we hit yeah. pretty well, which is Where Is My Mind by the Pixies. Mm -hmm. You can find us playing it actually on YouTube. And on our Instagram. And on our Instagram. Mm -hmm. We put out a video of us covering that song, uh, which I've also performed that song live. You have. Multiple times. So, yeah. so going back to the heralding back to the, uh, you know, the other times where mm -hmm. I have performed. I performed that song live, but never like with you outside of around the campfire mm -hmm. on the ukulele. So... Um, yeah, we went from we were going to play that solo to now, oh, we have a full band and now like we can't even hear ourselves playing and they don't even know the song. So, <laughs> yes, it, that went about as well as you 
think it would go. But I remember, like, kind of in the midst of the chaos and, like, my mind for a second was really, like, like really trying to focus and Your trying mind? to make it. You were like, where is my where mind? Is, where and is then my mind? You're and like, wait, those it. are the lyrics I need. <laughs> but it was, like, trying to focus and, you know, like, make it good and perfect. And then, like, I kind of just, like, looked up and looked around at the stage and, like, all those guys playing with this. And everyone was just having fun. Like, I thought... Yeah. That they would be kind of looking at us confused, kind of like, wait, what, how, what, who, where, when, yeah. what are you doing? But no, they were literally just having fun. Like, they were just smiling. There was no hesitation in their play at all. They were like, all right, we're just going with you guys. And I'm and like, okay, like, I'm just going with you. I feel like I fed <laughs> off of that and I was like, this is just plain fun. Like, yeah. I don't really care what we sound like. This is just fun. Well, that that's why, like, there was, you know, it went by in a flash. Like, yeah. it had been, I and I definitely felt... I felt a different energy from getting up there, um, as than I did from like playing than I do from like playing around the campfire in yeah. a crowd. Like it felt like the energy I used to get from when I'd like performed with a live band. I mean, like back at those talent shows and church camp and stuff. There's something different when you have yeah, all those instruments and you've mentioned like percussion specifically. Like when you have a drummer, like it just brings a totally different energy and vibe. And yeah. It was just it was a great time. Yes. Were we good? <laughs> Uh, overall, I think I would give us like a three out of 10 for the sound. <laughs> no, remember there's no good and bad. It's just <laughs> You're right. fun. It's live music. And that's what my favorite, my lasting memory is, uh, these two photos that our friend Bryce took. Um, and you can just see like, well, Sarah the, took one. Oh, Sarah took one. Mm-hmm. Okay. That our friends took Sarah, Jen and Bryce shout out again yes. to them. Also, we need to say Jen got up there with the jingle jangle too with us. She did yes. the jingle jangle <laughs> as it's called when she plays it. So yes, Jen was a part of the live performance. So yes, Jen, we need to hear your thoughts on this. Maybe we'll uh, get it. What was, what in- energy were you feeling? Te- text us when you hear this. No, okay. Anyways, <laughs> those people, those friends took a few really good photos and like, yeah, cause it went by in a flash and i was having like the time of my life uh within <laughs> 10 minutes and just kind of jamming and messing up a lot and not being able to hear anything but yeah like you said everyone on stage was having fun and when i looked back at those photos like you can just see the pure like joy on our faces of yeah. that moment and yeah, i mean like we were rolling off that energy the whole rest of the night and then even the next morning we woke up and we're like what that was so awesome like we really just did that we just like played an open mic together with like a full band of people we didn't know yeah i think we took the whole next morning and just kind of like basked in that of like what really like that was so i can't believe it was like a dream it was so awesome yeah it felt important Mm, and fun yeah and we can progress from that and how we sound, I think. I think there's lots of room for improvement. I know that you're not trying to rate us, but, uh, you know, next time we'll try and get the whole band involved with the song and the key mm-hmm. we're on and, and the chord choose, changes and the maybe progression. Maybe some more, like, jammy stuff. Yeah. But you know what? I think it's Gabby Bernstein who says this. She says, I judge my level of, level of success by how much fun I'm having. And you know what? I think we were successful in... Escalante. Yes, I agree. Yes. I agree. Well, I think that's all I got about our, our time in Escalante. Peace out from Hanksville. Pizza. 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 Pe- oh, I know what's wow. on your mind. Pizza. <laughs> Peace out from Hanksville. Hopefully next time we talk with you, we Over are back on the road and, and we have, have pizza. pizza in front of us. Yes, that'd be great. Manifesting that. All right. Love you guys. Peace out. Bye. Bye.